Everybody to episode number 117 of the Average Man podcast. Eye of the Storm, the good old the good old boys Blitz and Esso bringing us in with that one. That's a classic back from 2008. 2008, man. So that's uh, yeah, shit. I'm getting old. I've been listening to that for a long, long time. Um, oh gosh, 14 years old that track. Um, hey, look, it's a Sunday. Sunday the. Sunday the 20th, Sunday the 20th, February, uh, I'm just kicking it home in the caravan, doing a bit of a podcast, uh, just a little update one for all you listeners out there, I got me dog, one of the dogs in here with me, Lily, because it's just too hot outside for her, she's underneath the caravan, she was melting, so I brought her in here, so you may hear some sort of dog noises in the background, she was licking her feet a minute ago, but she seems to have given that up for now, she's just puffing. Poor old thing, she's puffing away just from being out in the heat, you know, and she used to do really well in the heat, um, this kind of reminds me of, of when Casper was sort of on his way out, he kind of, my old boy, my old boy Casper, he started having a hard time with the heat and just really puffing, you bring him into the aircon, it takes him like half an hour to get their body temperature down, and yeah, it's it's rough for him, so we're trying to keep her out of the heat as much as we can, it's hard though, when you're at work all day, but I'm chilling in here with Lily, uh, I am a bit crook, I think my voice probably sounds alright now, it's been a bit rough over the last few days, I've had some sort of throat infection thing going on, upper mid respiratory infection, all the hallmarks, signs of, of um, COVID, <laughs> Omicron variant, um, but I have been tested and, and I'm clear, I'm clean, don't have the vid, not just yet, not just yet, but it'll happen no doubt, it's coming, yeah, it's a coming, um, Maybe not. Maybe I'll maybe I'll miss the damn thing. But it's certainly coming to the area, coming to a city near you. Um, so yeah, I've been kind of laying low. I had a couple of shorter days this week. Thursday, Friday, I had to knock it on the head a bit earlier. Just couldn't make it to the finish line. Um, but um, yeah, I'm still sort of trying to be a little bit active and healthy, and uh, not drinking a heap. I've been out on the stand-up paddleboard this morning and yesterday morning just to catch for an hour or so, catch a little bit of a small wave out the front, get some fresh air, some vitamin D on the old skin, and that's been, you know, good. Keeps you sane as well. It's pretty depressing just being sick and sitting around on the couch all 
all weekend. I'm certainly not doing much more than that. So, um, yeah, not a whole heap going on for me at the moment. Uh, and it is, as I mentioned, with the dog struggling, it is hot now. It's finally it's finally hot. Like, it's quite, quite bloody hot now. Uh, and that was kind of late coming. We haven't had a super just brutal hot summer. And we had some weird weather. We had some, some rain. Not enough rain. We've had some rain. And it just didn't get super hot consistently for um, for most of the summer. We're halfway through the wet season now, officially. So, oh, excuse me, yawning mid-podcast is terrible. Um, but, yeah, it is bloody, pretty bloody hot at the moment. And, and I think we do need some more rain. I know um, one of the – a few of the lads at work, they've got some roofs on the go. Don't, they're in the middle of doing four re-roofs. So we need another week and a half of, of good weather at least for them. But um, looking at the Pilbara Weather Guys page – earlier this morning and 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 he reckons we might have some some interesting weather coming up early march so that'll be cool be good to see that because we really haven't had enough yet um you know we've had a few big downpours but only four or five real actual downpours we need another couple of weeks like that really where we get another couple of hundred mil of rain or it's going to be a pretty dry um a pretty dry dry season for us so I'm hoping to see some more rain, you know. And I'm supposed to be uh, actually driving back from Perth today. I probably would have got home this morning. Um, you know, I was meant to head down, get the canopy sorted on the on the Ranger, but it um it all bloody fell apart at the last minute, eh? So for anyone that's been listening, um, listening along, following along, what happened was look, I've been I've been trying to put this whole thing together, this canopy idea for the ranger for i mean the its conception was over 12 months ago i started thinking about you know i I always wanted to do it get a ute put a canopy on it but i really started thinking about like planning it um christmas not just going the one before and um you know i had to look into what kind of ute we were going to get, how much we were going to spend, what kind of canopy I was going to get. And it was a long, long, drawn-out process. It was I went, I was studying for months and months into this sort of just really wanted to – it's a lot of money that we ended up spending. So I wanted to cover all bases and make sure I actually knew the market, what I was getting and what I needed. And, um, luckily, there's a lot of that information out around now with, with other YouTube series and, and Instagram pages. You can follow along people who are who are doing big trips and touring and, and you can see what they've got, what they need. Uh, um, they've done a lot of the work um, sort of uh, modifying their setup as they go around so you don't have to start from scratch, which is great. And it was about... August by the time we by the time we finally pulled the trigger on it, so a good eight months of of really studying this, looking at uh, looking at all options, figuring out what was going to work best for us, how much we were going to spend. Bought the car, um, we paid for the car like July or something, or signed the contract like July ish, uh, and then didn't you know received that I think late August or something like that, and then not long after getting the car, pulled the trigger on the canopy. And then it was, you know, you got to play the waiting game then until they get it made and, and um, shipped over from over east to, to Perth and, and then go down to Perth and get it fit. And um, not having a – I've gone for the Norweld canopy. Not having a Norweld um, shed factory over in WA in Perth, they had their own guy that they used down there, Swank Fabrications, who's been fitting all their canopies. As of the start of the year, they actually do have a, 
uh, a Norweld shed in Perth, but they don't manufacture there. They just fit canopies. They fit Norweld canopies. Um, I, I I opted to stay with the, the fella from Swank who's been fitting their canopies for years now because he's doing a few bits of extra, a uh, few extra bits and pieces for me, cutting in a window and a vent for me. He's organised the GVM upgrade through Pedders for me in the... Uh, and the compliance plate, and he does all that in the background for me. So I'm not down there; it's a lot easier. He's he's just nailed that for us, which is really great. Um, Norwell and Moore just really just want to f- fit their product, their um, their canopy to your ute, and then you kind of drive away. And they're not so much into any of the other uh, aftermarket um, and dealing with other contractors and stuff like that. So I stuck with the dude from from um, Swank Fabrications. He's got a really good reputation. He's been doing this for ages teed it all up and uh, what I did was with the electrics was I went for my own auto sparky the the the, the package I wanted the 200 uh, amp hour lithium uh, Enerdrive battery system with a 2000 watt inverter and a management system and and lights in the doors and all this sort of great stuff was about $10,000 through Norweld their standard package not about ten thousand dollars. It is ten thousand dollars, and I got a fellow who did it for just under eight grand for me. Um, um, RD Auto Electrics down down Perth, and he's based in Perth and Bustleton. So you know, I went with the option of saving myself two grand and, and got him to do that. But the deal is, he was like super busy um, and locked me in for a date, and, and like had a bit of pressure on me to to, to go to book a date in when I didn't know when the canopy was going to be ready. So I got the best estimate I could out of the out of the Norwell guys months in advance and then we booked it in for mid-Feb, 15th of Feb, my auto electrics date. And that tied in perfectly on. I was getting the around February, around February, around February as an answer from Norwell and then start of the year they told me that around February was going to be like they would fit it on February the 8th, uh, which we moved to the 10th. And that tied in perfectly, so they'd fit that on the 10th, I'd get the GVM upgrade done, and then, you know, by the 15th, I'd be ready to drop straight into the to the auto spark and get the electrics done, um, which is perfect. And then the idea was the car went down on a truck, I'd follow down a week later, uh, or two weeks later, once the canopy was fit, uh, and windows and all that cut, and GVM done, I'd grab the canopy at the ute, take that to the auto sparky, he'd do the auto electrics, over a two-day period, and then I drive back up um, to Headland. So, and it just all tied in perfectly, all the dates. And I had um, I ordered a 130-liter Bushman's fridge, and uh, the Bush Company's 270-degree um, freestanding awning as well. And they they are all the the the, the fridge rocked up earlier in the year, and the canopy, uh, sorry, the awning was was due to rock up late January, so and I'm going to fit that while I'm down there. It's all just tied in perfectly, a lot of planning and a lot of different outside sources and, you know, um, just trying to get estimations on dates and everything, and it just was perfect. It all worked beautifully. And then came the week of installation. I'd put the truck, I'd put the, the, the Ranger on a truck the week before because I had to get down there a whole week early so that it was at the shop for the start of the week when the canopy rocked up, rocked up so we could cut the window in the venting, get the GVM done, put the canopy on, all this in that in that one-week period. All timed perfectly. Then Monday morning I get a call um, from the tow truck company um, that, which prompted me to call the guy, John from Swank, saying that John had no idea 
about my car rocking up and was not booked in and he didn't know what what they were talking about. And I was just like, what the fuck? What, what do you mean? So I've called John and had a bit of a chat to him and he's like, oh, yeah, 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 I remember you, yeah, with the vent and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not in my diary, mate. I, I've got no confirmation email from Norworld about the, the, the canopy being sent and when it's going to arrive and it hasn't been booked in. And that started stressing me out. So I've chased up Norworld and they're like, yeah, no, no, it's all good. Um, we've sent it. They'd confirmed the booking, the, the the fitment date with me, but hadn't confirmed it with John. And I think it was just one of those things that Christmas was a hectic time and it, it got launched like the very start of January and a couple of things just got dropped communication-wise and they just didn't let him know that it had been sent and booked in um, and all confirmed. So they told me it had been sent a month prior. It was it was in Perth. It was due to be shipped out to the to his shop on the Wednesday. It's a Monday when we're having these conversations, and and all would be would be well. So, all right, okay, calm down a little bit. Got to Wednesday. I was trying to check in, follow up. What's going on with the canopy? They hadn't seen it in the morning. Hadn't seen it early afternoon. Got hold of them again late Wednesday afternoon. I'm like, where where is this canopy? He's not got it yet. It's meant to be getting fit tomorrow morning on the Thursday. He's already behind because he hasn't been able to cut the vents in the window in. And they go, we just spoke to the trucking company, Siva. Uh, they said it's on the truck. So it's been pulled off out of the sea container. It's on the truck in Perth on the way to the shop. All good. Don't worry about it. I was like, yes, you bloody ripper. John will make it happen. Okay, Thursday morning comes around. I call him up. How are you going? You get the canopy yesterday. Nah, I didn't get it. Oh, that's strange. All right, let me chase it up with Norworld again. So I call Norworld and say, hey, they John didn't get the canopy yesterday. And they go, yeah, yeah, we know. We're not sure what's going on. It's supposed to be delivered to him yesterday. So a couple more follow-up phone calls back and forth between myself and them. And they came up with the answer that we don't know where it is. Siva don't know why it wasn't on a truck delivered to the shop. The 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 mat, the, the man, manifold, uh, yeah, the manifold for it. Manifold, manifesto, whatever. Manifesto says that it's in Perth, in Welshpool. The tracking says it's in Melbourne, and no one actually knows where it is. So I thought, that's bloody great. Well, I need an answer. Like, I've got flights, but I'm supposed, this is Thursday now, supposed to be getting fit today. It's not there. No one knows where it is. I'm supposed to be getting on a plane Saturday morning flying down there. I've got this date booked in with the Auto Sparky for the next Tuesday that I booked three months in advance, and he's like, cannot move these dates, super staunch on it, and I'm just starting to stress out, where's this bloody canopy? And this took all Thursday and most of Friday, phone calls back and forth between me, C- me, Norwell, Norwell, Siva, Norwell, Swank, Swank, me, back and forth, saying, where's this bloody canopy, man? And I'm, then I've had to let the... Auto Sparky know that I don't actually know where the canopy is. I don't know if I'm going to make the Tuesday date. He's like, oh, no, that's going to throw my whole week out. I don't know when I can rebook you, blah, blah, blah. It's all going around in circles. And then late sort of after lunchtime Friday, I'm like, guys, I need an answer. I need to cancel my flights if I'm not flying tomorrow during during office hours. Otherwise, it's all fucking, you know, a massive shit show. They finally get back to me after lunch on Friday about 1 o'clock and they say, we found your canopy. It's on the other side of the South Australian border in a sea container. What the hell? They said it was on the train line that had the train rollover. So there was trains backed up behind it. They pulled all the, all the sea containers off 
um, and cleared the train line. And it was one of those sea containers. It's stuck on the other side of the border. It won't be moved until the train line's up and running, which was supposed to be like 18th, 19th of Feb. That we're going to get that running again. It's just like, oh my goodness. Well, at least we know where the damn thing is. Um, now I need to rebook everything, cancel my flights, um, speak to the auto sparky, try and rebook it in with Swank and Norworld, and we need to still estimate a date that's going to be here. So we've projected everything two weeks forward. Trains will be running in a week. It'll take us. Um, you know, three or four days to get down from Perth, from, from where it is back to Perth and give it another couple of days to get to Swank. So we've got plenty of time up our sleeves. We booked that for two weeks in advance and gives me another three days, four days clearance from then to get the auto sparky booked in. So I call him up with the news and he's got to try and shuffle things for the, for the, you know, the first week of March. Wasn't happy about it. But he finally came to the party and said, yeah, okay, I've got you booked in for the 3rd and 4th of March. Can't move that. This date is the date. Cannot change it. Okay, I understand. So we rebooked that, found the canopy. Oh, in, this me- in the meantime, they'd lost the-, the awning as well. That never rocked up. That was supposed to be in Perth, the same as the canopy, sitting at bloody TNT's warehouse. And then all of a sudden, no, that's in Sydney. Didn't never- it never got past the border and they sent it back to Sydney. That's not going to be down there by the time you're there to fit it. So it just became this big headache, this big bloody nightmare. That fell out, that fell apart. Oh, and not to mention the auto spark. He, he sent me a text a few days beforehand, before he knew about all the drama, saying confirming my booking date and giving me an address for Bustleton. For Bustleton. And I call him up. I'm like, dude, Bustleton? I thought you were in Perth. He's like, oh, yeah, I work in Perth and Bustleton. I'm one week there, one week back. I've got you booked in for the Bustleton week. I thought, Why? The hell have you done that? You know, I'm from Port Hedland and I'm flying down and I'm getting the canopy fit in Perth and then you've booked me into a date in Bustleton for my auto electrics. He's like, oh, okay, I'll switch some things around and I'll come to Perth and I'll meet you there on the Wednesday, blah, 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 on the Tuesday, whatever it was. I thought, yeah, thanks, man. That'd be awesome. And then I had to change the dates on him and now I do have to go to Bustleton. So I kind of had to concede that point. So after I get my canopy from John... um, like 29th or so the 1st of March I got to drive down to bloody Bustleton and and camp down there for a night or two while he does the auto electrics and then drive from Bustleton all the way back up to bloody Headland so it's just man it's been some kind of um yeah it's it's been some kind of journey but it's all back on um I'm rebooked in uh, auto electrics, flights, swank, uh, my suspension's getting done this week, um, compliance play, it's all, it's, all, it's all happening, as long as this bloody canopy rocks up this time around, which it should because the train's running now, so we should be okay. Oh, and, and uh, because of the delay, the awning is going to be in it's, in, it's in Perth now, so the awning made it to Perth on time, so I can go pick that up while I'm down there, fit that bloody... Fit that, fit the, um, fit the fridge, get this, get the electrics done, and then drive all the way back up to, to Headland. So it's been just a huge, big uh, event. And 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 the one thing that stressed me out about the whole thing, especially when it all went pear shaped, and I realised I had this linch pin to the whole operation, which is this auto electrics date, that I saved myself. In theory, I saved myself two grand going with RD Auto Electrics instead of just getting Norwell to kit it out. And these guys do this day in, day out. They kit it out perfectly for that canopy. They've got all the right gear. They just send it on the truck from over east to Perth, wired up, ready to go, ready to bolt in, basically plug and play. 
and I wouldn't have even. I wouldn't have even had to fly down to Perth if I'd have done it that way. They would have just hooked it all up for me. Old mate would have put it back on the truck from his shop, sent it back up here. It cost me six hundred, five hundred fifty bucks to ship it down there. It might might cost me another hundred or two to ship it back up here. Cause it's not a back run. I would have had to drive down there. Wouldn't have had to have a week off work. Wouldn't have had to go to Bustleton. Would have had to shift the dates. Wouldn't have had all this extra stress. It would have just been moving one date. Okay, when you get the canopy, let me know. We'll fit it, and then you send it back up on a truck. I just would have been out of my car for a little, out, out of having the car for a little bit longer. You know, that was the other thing. I had to sh- get a tow truck organised to take the car from Swank Fabrications back to my dad's house, and now from my dad's house back to Swank Fabrications because he couldn't have it sitting at his shop for weeks on end. But all this, a lot of this headache could have been avoided if I'd have just paid the extra two grand, not missed a week's work, not having to f- flown down and drive back up, and I would have got the full Norworld bloody touring package in the, in the canopy. And that is the one thing I'm a little bit spewing about. Like I'm committed to this dude now. The le- it's too late to change it. The electrics would have been done, you know, six weeks ago or month, two months ago nearly, if I was going to get it done like that. Uh, I've paid a deposit for this fella. I need to just trust him now, and I hope he does a bloody good job. Look. As long as he does a good job and, the, and it's exactly what I want, I've got exactly the system I want set up in there and it looks tidy and I'm, I'm happy with that. As long as it looks tidy and, it's, and there's everything I need in the, in the kit, it doesn't matter if Norwell did it and if I could have got it a little bit cheaper and not missed work and all that. I, at the end of the day, as long as it's done properly, I'll be happy. But I'm a bit nervous about that now because I know it could have just... I don't know, you plan these things so far out and you try to account for all the variables in your head and, and I just think I just I just... I just dropped the ball on that one. I should have paid the extra two grand up front, not had any of this stress at the back end, but it was hard to pick that at the time. So anyway. Um, yeah, and when I'm down there as well is when, uh, like the first week of March, is when apparently the West Australian border is going to open. So perfect time and just be masked up, just face nappies everywhere you go. I mean, it's going to be like that in Headland as of Monday anyway. Monday the 21st is face nappy central wherever we bloody go now. Um, but yeah, full blown Perth just going to be an, an odd time to be down there. So um, every time I go down there, there's some sh- fucking COVID shit going on, man. I just oh, get me out of it, get me out of this place, man. Um, yeah, it'll be masks everywhere, which is we can go into it a little bit, a little bit of theatre. Let's be honest here. I mean, we've admitted that the everyone's going to get COVID. For some reason, we decided to keep WA borders closed an extra month on top of what was already months too long um, just to prolong the whole damn thing. And it's coming here anyway. I have no idea what we gained other than a couple of months and putting everyone through stress and ruining people's holidays and people losing money. And uh, like a fellow from work had to quarantine over or has had been in Queensland stuck there since... Since Christmas time, he was supposed to come home, you know, early January. He hasn't been able to get home until a week past. He's just finishing his quarantine up today. This, this, and there's stories, uh, just, everyone's got a story like that who couldn't get back into this state. Heaps of stress caused for people. Now we're going to do, do the theatre of masks, which it is just that. It's nothing nothing else except theatre. Um, I've got, I got a little bit of data for you, right? Just to, just to put this whole mask... Uh, scenario into into perspective data it's a weird thing it's it's available readily available uh there's the entire planet is dealing with this uh, pandemic there's huge groups of people like there's 
bodies of people way larger than Australia who've been dealing with this uh, ahead of time, so they're months ahead of us in this, who have really good science and, and, and statistics and medical uh, data as well that we can actually look at, listen to, read and, and get advice from if we so choose to. And our government seems completely uninterested in doing that. They just think that they're going to make it all up uh, – on the spot, on on the from from scratch, and they've got all the answers, and they were so much smarter than everybody else. There's data, according to the USA CDC, Communicable Disease Center in the US, pretty big organization, quite a large body of people to to uh, get their sample size from. Um, and according to the CDC, there's a there's there's a, there's a big difference between states with mask mandates and states without. It's about 50-50 in America at the moment, states that are mandating masks and states that aren't mandating masks. And what they've found, the data they've received back, is that the states without mask mandates um, have lower seven-day cases per 100,000 people. So around about 80,000 people, 80,000 cases per 100,000 people in states without mask mandates and states with mask mandates, about 120 people per 100,000 case rate. So there's a pretty big difference there, right? An extra third on top of it, more cases per 100,000 over a seven-day period in the states with mask mandates. Um, the 10 states with the highest case rates in, in the US all have mask mandates, and out of the 10 lowest case rates, out of the, the, the 10 states with the lowest case rates, only three of them have mask mandates. So seven out of those 10 states with the lowest per 100,000 case rate over a seven-day period, seven of those have no mask mandates. And as I said, the 10 states with the highest cases have mask mandate so it's quite clear that it's doing nothing and possibly even making it worse it's doing nothing positive and maybe possibly even making it worse right that's there's information hard data you can look at and read provided by the cdc of the usa which has been the bible on everything else so far but as soon as they say something that's outside of the narrative our government is following we don't want to hear about it Australia and WA specifically refuse to look at any data that is that is inconvenient to their rhetoric. None of it's based in science, mate. None of it's based in science. The lockdowns were told to stop doing lockdowns by the by the WHO eighteen months ago. Australia kept on doing them. We've been told that cloth masks specifically do nothing. Then there's no there's no data as to what kind of mask you have to wear as long as it's not a scarf or a bandana. So it's doing nothing. And then when you look at the hard data about caseloads in places where there's mandates and places where there's not, there's strong evidence to say that there's absolutely no benefit and as possibly negative benefit, whether that's because people feel more confident, they've got a mask on to go out and then they're spreading it more. Who knows? Who knows why? There's some sort of – there's a bunch of different variables and I'm sure it's a very nuanced uh, thing to look at and break down. But the the hard data is states with mask mandates, higher cases. States without, lower. I mean, that's pretty straightforward, man. That's the science that we refuse to look at and listen to. This McGowan prick, mate. Um, And also, the CDC in the US says that PCR tests are now no longer the go-to test. They've dropped them because of their high rates of false positives. High rates of false positives 
from PCR tests, which has been Australia and, again, specifically WA's friggin' Bible must-have go-to test to do. And we know now that they give high rate of, of false negatives. It's just the whole thing is just completely bungled. And, and every step they take, they bungle it further and then double down on their shit decisions and make our lives worse and harder to double down on what we know is is poor information and poor decisions. Completely bungling the entire thing. Complete lack of leadership. Megalomaniac, just pa- just just power hungry people who are doing nothing more than abusing their power. Arrogance is the is the leader uh, of of has to be. I don't know what their motivation is, but arrogance must be has to be a huge part of it. I'm not some conspiracy guy where I think they're being paid off by fucking pharmaceutical companies or anything like that. I know there is influence from pharmaceutical companies on lobbying and on media companies and how it all ties in together with government. So there is like pressure to to push vaccines and and but there's there's more to it than that. A lot of it's just straight up arrogance uh, and just not listening to the people mark mcgowan will not listen to the people of wa he thinks he's better than us they the staffers the politicians think they're better than us and smarter than us and they know what's good for us as adults and they can tell us what we will do won't do cannot do won't be able to work if you do this all you'll be able to do is go to the service station the shops if you do not get these vaccines this complete abuse of power there's, there's no other way to put it there's a complete abuse of power it's disgusting Disgusting. Uh, Scott Morrison likes to say, oh, I don't think we should be mandating. We only mandated it for people who are in healthcare and high-risk situation and, and, and like uh, um, old people homes and shit. Um, we didn't. We don't. We don't uh, stand behind mandates. No, but you're letting it happen, showing complete lack of leadership as well. Letting these premiers run wild. These premiers are just the most powerful people in the country. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, all pushing to to get these emergency. Uh, a state of emergency powers extended past deadlines continuously because they just want to be able to keep telling us what to do, using the police as just nothing more than, than, than hired hired guns. They're like mercenaries, the police doing the biddings for the fucking state politicians who are just out of control, man. It's, it's terrible. It's going to take years and years and years to heal the damage that's been done in this country. They're fucking it up in one election cycle. The entire country. This is the, the shit show we're going to hand over to our kids. A country where you can't even fucking work without putting something in your body that that the government told you told you that you have to that doesn't even work. They're going to keep telling us to get more and more and more jabs until something fucking sticks. It's ridiculous. And I've got three jabs. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. That's a term that's been thrown around wildly. Anti-vaxxer. No, no. Anti-mandators. That's what they are. People who are anti-mandate. It's complete bullshit, mate. Anti-mandate, call me that all day long. That's what I am. I didn't mean to go on a friggin' rant there. It just kind of got away from me. But even the PM, mate, weak as water, weak as water. There's tens of thousands of people in Canberra right now who are linked in with hundreds of thousands of people in, in uh, the, the capital, uh, the Canadian capital, all protesting for the the uh, pa- vaccine passport Vaccine mandates and mask mandates to all be abolished and let us get back to life as normal like they are in the UK. And they will not listen. There's tens of thousands of people outside Parliament House in Canberra. There's hundreds of thousands of Australians who are supporting him actively. And they just won't, they won't listen. They won't listen. This is what your country wants, man. This is a democratic society. When the population speaks, the the politicians have to listen. That's what democracy is. 
And if there's some people who are scared and they don't want to open up, and oh, my child's got uh, autoimmune diseases, and uh, oh, you know, I'm worried about the 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 90 year old people who are going to get it. And die. You know, you know what? All that's horrible. All that's terrible. But at the end of the day, the 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 masses speak, and what the what the majority wants is what the country. That's that's democracy, right? In a nutshell. But the, what the majority wants is the is what we go with. That's the decision. That's the democratic process. That's what it is, man. We're not all going to put our lives on hold forever because of a small few who, who 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 are now at this point in time with Omicron variant terrified of something that's been it's been openly discussed as being milder than a than than influenza. There's a, a I got a note here from a, a, I got a, a screenshot here from. Uh, Former Deputy Chief Medical Officer, former Deputy Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Nick Coatesworth, who says Omicron variant is clearly not as threatening as influenza. He said, Omicron variant for healthy adults and children, saying if he was forced to, influenza is far more threatening than the Omicron variant for healthy adults and children, saying that if he was forced to choose which vaccine to give children, he would pick the influenza vaccine every time. Former Deputy Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Nick Coatesworth. Like, I saw I posted something on my, on my Instagram the other day from Zuby Music, who's been super um, vocal in this whole thing online and on Twitter, saying the last two years has been the equivalent of burning down the entire house to kill a rat. Perfect, perfect analogy. That's exactly what this has been. Just bloody ridiculous. Look, I did not mean to go on a rant like that. I had a tiny little thing there just about the masks, the data there, and then we kind of just. You guys, you guys just get out of control. You just, you just took me on a tangent there. Anyway, enough of that. Look, uh, not a lot going on for me this year. Um, head down saving. We've been hibernating through summer. We're going to be doing some camping and shit. We get this bloody car back. When I finally get this car back up here, we'll have like another month of, of heat, of disgusting weather. Hopefully some more, some more rain. Like I said, we've got this couple of roos to get through over the next couple of weeks at work. And then the Pilbara Weather Guy reckons there's some really interesting systems we should see moving through the start of uh, March. So I'm really hoping that we get some big, big rain through March and wet everything down again. And then April, we can start sticking our little heads out and get on some little overnighters, some weekenders, some long weekenders, start doing the, the camping thing, get this bloody rig, touring rig of ours that we've got set up out working, get my uh, get the GoPro working because I've got... The new laptop, finally, I'm recording this first podcast ever on the new laptop. Um, I should have enough speed now to start editing videos, so hopefully you guys can see um, some footage from me out on the SUP board, some diving videos, stuff from, from going out bush. I'm going to do a walkthrough of the canopy and everything, uh, like a big bit of, bit of a reveal of that, put that up on YouTube. I've got some editing software here I'm going to play around with. I've got a lot, lot to learn as far as um, video editing goes this year along with everything else I'm trying to do, save a bucket load of money, finish off my uh, builders building and construction diploma, get my builder's ticket, um, get a caravan, get this ca- um, canopy sorted, and yeah, like I said, learn how to video, learn how to edit, edit video and, and start uh, populating my, my YouTube channel with some actual good content that people might want to see because ain't no one watching the shit that's over there at the moment. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, that's that's all coming up. Massive year. I just said a second ago, not a lot going on for me this year. That's a lie. Not not a lot going on for me the next couple of months while I'm hibernating through the through the heat. But big year for us for for the Robinsons for the average family, mate. A lot going on. Um, 
yeah, as I said, the new laptop, I'm super keen to see how, how if I can start editing video on this thing now and, and um, yeah, man, just just excited, pumped for a big year. Sorry about the, the, the COVID rant in the middle there. I just, I guess it's just, it's always just under the surface right now. Whenever I talk and get going, it's just always there waiting to bubble up. So I apologise for that. But um, yeah, you get that. You get that on the big jobs. Anyway... Uh, I'm going to get out of here 36 minutes Nah, that's long enough um, Yeah, got some got some uh, Zoom potties to do now And again, I was waiting for the laptop to come through To get that sorted uh, Big Robbie, we'll get him on eventually one of these days And to talk about some cool shit that's going on um, With proposed uh, um, uh, Fads and, and, fa- and Unofficial reefs and shit like that Off the, the um, Headland Coast here And some other, just some other general Chit chat, but yeah, from enough for me for now. My throat is burning after talking for forty minutes straight like that. So I'm going to go chill out, uh, take my daughter for a swim at my brother's house, and just kick back on the couch for the rest of the day and and just um, relax, get ready for work again tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Head over to the Instagram channel if you're not on there already. Click the sub, click the uh, what is it? Click follow there. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Do all that bullshit. Um, just do us a favour, everyone. Just just share share the page. If you see any of my, any of my posts you like, um, like them and 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 go ahead and repost them. Um, that's a really good good way to help get my, my the name out there and get things happening. I got a, a lot of no, one of the other goals this year is I really need to pump those numbers up on the Instagram and the, and the YouTube channel. Um, yeah, looking to have um, that that pumping by the end of the year. So we'll see how we go with that. Peace. I'm going to stop talking now because I said I was going to stop talking, but I'm still damn talking. So uh, I'll see you all uh, throughout the week on the Instas, on the social media. Appreciate your time and um, love you all. Peace.